Welcome to the first ever episode of the Revolution Today podcast. Today we are talking about universal basic income, the basic knowledge associated with the topic, and much more. If you want to follow me throughout the weeks to come, I will be educating myself each week in the topic of universal basic income. And every week we will go deeper and deeper into the topic and we will dive in and try to uncover and explain what universal basic income really is and how it affects the world and how we can implement it. So without further ado, here we go. Let's get into the episode. So by now, you've probably seen and heard a lot about universal basic income. Um, It's been over the news, all over the internet. Uh, You know, lots of people have been talking about it. You may probably remember universal basic income being discussed in the 2020 presidential election. Andrew Yang brought it up in his run, and he popularized this idea this idea of universal basic income has been around for a long time you know this has even been around since the founding of our country um but Andrew Yang he of course popularized the idea of universal basic income and you know that this this whole idea of paying people a certain amount of money a month is really something that he I wouldn't say he definitely didn't um, create the idea. He definitely didn't um, champion the idea, but he he definitely brought the idea forward into the spotlight. Something that we talk about mainly every day now. We talk about it in the news, on the internet, like I said. And we really um, discuss this idea as a solution of many problems we face now, you know, COVID coming out and and having the lockdowns. This was an idea that was addressed as a possible solution by many people and brought forth in the in the mainstream media and on the internet. And it was used as a as a idea for solving the problems due to the lockdown. But Andrew Yang, when he ran for president, he brought it up as a as a position in his uh, policy page. And he really put a lot of effort into making sure that UBI was the center of his campaign because he saw a lot of things in the future that would go wrong if UBI was not implemented, specifically automation and AI taking over the workforce and running um, people out out of business. You know, UBI itself is definitely worth looking into because of automation, you know, you have automation of different uh, jobs and different uh, businesses, all kinds of things. Just like you're you're going to have like at some point down the road, basic jobs that people do. Like um, even now you go to like a, a McDonald's or you go to like a fast food place, even Walmart and automation is already driving out the cashiers. Um, at some point there's going to be a time when cooks and wait staff, they're going to be automated away and 
you know, replaced with cheaper alternatives. They're already starting to do automation of cooks and, and, and um, that sort of thing in some places across the country here. They're even, I've even seen in, um, in Vegas, they automated away a coffee barista. So there's no longer a need for a human behind the counter making coffee for people. You go up to it, you put your money in, and the robot makes the coffee for you and gives it to you. And they don't have to pay a human being to do that. They can do it cheaply with a robot and they can make a ton more money that way. That's the that's the appeal of automation and AI taking over jobs is that it's more profitable. It's more profitable in the end goal. Um, you know, automation, you don't have to pay the robots a wage for them to survive. You can buy a robot, it does everything for you, and at the end of the day, you keep all the profit. Simple enough. Um, very, very simple. You know, you just take the profit, don't have to pay them anything. And Andrew Yang was like, well, hey, this is a big issue. We're facing a crisis on our hands, where in the future, automation is going to take away the most important uh, jobs, and people are going to be left in the, in the dust without any sort of income. And universal basic income is the solution. He popularized this this idea of universal basic income through what he called the freedom dividend. Most of you know that. If you didn't know that, that's what he did. He called it the freedom dividend, which in turn would have um, would have taken a VAT tax system. I think of a ten percent, and that would have gone towards the tech companies and the companies that don't pay taxes so that would tax the goods that they produce that they sell you know through the whole process and that money would go towards the basic income the freedom dividend now it never happened he never got into the white house well let's not forget his determination his um, passion for universal basic income and his advocacy for universal basic income really took the next took it to the next level because without him talking about it, we would not be we would not have marriage for a guaranteed income. We would not have a basic income trials across across uh, the country. We would not have California opting to do a statewide basic income, and we wouldn't be having basic income marches or basic income rallies in the country. And it it's definitely um it's definitely more prevalent these days um with the the talk of UBI you know you go back even let's see 5 6 years ago there wouldn't have been any talk of UBI in the main mainstream media or the internet. I mean yeah, of course, you'd go to certain spots on the internet, you'd find information about it, but it wouldn't be talked by a lot of people. But, you know, you go to, like, you go to, like, CNN, you go to, like, uh, Fox News, and you go to, um, you know, MSNBC, NBC News, all that stuff, you go to their main page and you'll find articles on UBI, you know, you go, and then you go to like Forbes, New York Times, I think even any, really any news site, and they'll, they'll have at least one article on universal basic income. So it's definitely become 
more popularized and, and more prevalent in modern times. You know, even before Andrew Yang, you go back to, you go back years back, like beginning of the decade, guy named Scott Santins, who is really, really popular uh, among the UB9 community because he's the one who kind of started this whole movement. I mean, without, let's be honest, without Scott. Andrew Yang would not have talked about UBI in a way that he did. I don't think he would have ever been um, made aware of it or even given it any attention. Scott really did uh, do a, a good a good job at uh, convincing a lot of people, especially Andrew Yang, that UBI is the way forward. I think Andrew Yang, I think Andrew Yang knew that automation and AI was going to be a big issue, but he just didn't know what the solution would be. And it wasn't until Scott and, and Andrew Yang met up and, and, and became friends that uh, they decided UBI is the, is the way forward. So with so Scott really, he really did, um, he did a lot of work with the UBI writing. He writes a lot of articles now. I see articles, tweets, YouTube videos. He's really going hard on this whole UBI thing. He's even got a Patreon that has a, uh, a bunch of people uh, giving him money, so he's basically getting a, a basic income through crowdfunded means. It's it's amazing what he's done, and he's really fighting for for universal basic income because a lot of us believe that universal basic income is the future and is necessary to well not only help stop the the effects of automation and AI, but to also and poverty. Poverty is one thing that we can all agree on in the universal basic income community that needs to be addressed and that can be solved and eliminated through the means of, of a basic income. And it's definitely something that uh, we can together do if we actually put the effort in. It's something that, you know, you think, oh, poverty is never going to get never going to get completely uh, abolished. It's always going to be there. It's not going to be completely eliminated, but it can be. If you, if you put basic income in the, the picture, it can be eliminated completely. And everybody could then have a floor foundation to stand on to which they can build up and focus on better and, and, and bigger things. And really what it also is very important because it would make uh, society a lot more creative and a lot more focused on improving humanity as a whole when they're not focused on trying to survive. And I think it would not only benefit humanity, but it would it would benefit the economy, but it would also benefit humanity because you would have more people focused on bigger things and they wouldn't have to worry about when their next paycheck's coming or if they're going to even survive the next week. You know, so it's definitely, um, it's definitely important for humanity that we try to get this passed and try to get this uh, to be a fundamental uh, piece of society because it is definitely going to make more people uh, focus on bigger things. It's going to make us more creative, more, um, more innovative. And, and and all that it's gonna it's gonna really help out. But when Andrew Yang, I read his book, I read Andrew Yang's book, The War on Normal People, 
and in it he talks about you know automation ai and taking over jobs and and that sort of thing but he also talks about uh universal basic income a little bit and how it's going to be necessary to take really the profits of of robot ai and automation from the companies take the profits from those and give it to the people because then the people have a piece of a slice of the pie that companies are getting from automation and, and ai it takes uh some of that money and it and it gives it back to the people so that they can empower themselves and choose to live the way that they want um and that's why I call that's why that's why Andrew called it a freedom dividend because the freedom dividend it's freedom it gives you freedom to to choose how you want to live your life and it gives you the freedom to do what you want in life and it's really it's something that I think would benefit everybody and everybody should at least give it a, a chance and look into it if you haven't um but really Without Andrew, without Andrew, without Scott, without some of these people, I don't know. Think we would ever be on the path towards universal basic income? We wouldn't even be on the right timeline. See, we're in we're in the timeline where universal basic income gets passed and everybody is able to live happy. You know, that's the timeline we're in, the timeline we're on. But without them, we wouldn't be here on this timeline. We would be in a world without universal basic income and without them we wouldn't even be talking about it um, yes there's other people that have fought for it and talked about it but no one i don't think anybody in the modern world has ever advocated for such an idea and actually made progress in getting it mainstream you had other people uh doing it and talking about it but no one has made as much ground as scott and Andrew did in the last 10 years. So it's definitely been um it's definitely been good to have them on their side because now look at us. We're, we're talking about it in the media. There's programs and pilots all across the country. California's doing a statewide $1000 a month to 40 million people basic income. It's it's getting getting ground is it's gaining ground and I think that if anybody in Congress was smart enough, they would take this idea and 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 push it through, because this is not this isn't just going to help the economy, it's also going to help the people, and the people will get to breathe easier, choose their own path, and live a life that they can be happy with. This episode of the Revolution Today podcast is sponsored by my Patreon. No, I am not sponsored by corporations or brands. I am simply sponsored by the generous people on my Patreon who support me. So if you'd like to support my efforts in getting UBI passed and becoming a reality in this country, please click the link down below and check out my Patreon. That is patreon.com slash revolution today.
So when you look at universal basic income nowadays, you would probably think Andrew Yang, Scott Santins, those types. Um, but re but really, it goes far back. You you look back even further beyond the founding of our country. Like you go to the very beginnings of our country's foundation. Uh, Thomas Paine, he was in favor of universal basic income. You go even further beyond, you have the likes of Martin Luther King Jr. who fought for universal basic income uh, years before his death. He called it uh, the guaranteed minimum, minimum income. You have people like um, Milton Freeman, I think. Yeah, Milton Freeman, uh, even Ronald, uh, not Ronald Reagan, uh, Richard Nixon, they were all in favor of some type of basic income. Like even you go, you look at the Nixon administration. There was at one point in the House of Representatives, twice actually, a Republican-led House of Representatives was in favor of a minimum income in the form of I forget what they called it. I think it was like the family, the family income or something like that. I forget what it was called, but it was basically a minimum income where families would get a certain amount of money a month in the entire year. Um, even. It even passed the House twice, never made it past the Senate because the Democrats at the time were fighting for more money on it and then ended up dying in the Senate because there just wasn't uh, enough support at the time from the Democrats. You look at even in Alaska in the 80s, they started uh, an oil dividend. So the money that the state makes off of oil and that sort of thing it gets handed out to every single Alaskan in the form of $2,000 a year. So it, it really does have uh, historical applications to it uh, in, 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 the, in the, the historical time of the United States. You know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was an idea long before this country even, like existed um you know thomas Paine, then it became martin luther king then richard nixon then um who else then of course then you move on and then you have uh milton freeman i think his name is milton freeman uh, friedman not freeman friedman then you have nowadays Scott Santins and Andrew Yang are on the path. I mean, there's others, but I don't think anybody pushed harder for universal basic income than Andrew Yang, Scott Santins, MLK. I mean, really, it, it's it's been a part of our nation's history and past since like the beginning of its founding. You know, UBI has been in the spotlight recently but it's always had a place in this country it just never got the attention it needed and if it was and here's the thing if it was almost passed under a republican house of representatives there's no reason why the republicans today would be opposed to a universal basic income um that's the one problem in this modern era is that Republicans are against universal basic income because they think it's welfare or it's it's a handout. But in, in reality, it, it it was supported by Republicans in the 70s. It's report it's supported by a Republican state, Alaska. 
it's 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 definitely got support among Republicans throughout history. The thing is, Republicans today need to realize universal basic income. It cuts poverty. It grows the economy. And it allows people to better their lives. Now, if you're a Republican and you're against those three things, then you you can't call yourself. I wouldn't call myself an American citizen because if you're an, if you're not an, a real American citizen, would be in favor of making this country better for all people. And if you're a Republican who's against that and says that it's a handout, it's um, it's socialism, and you're against fixing those problems. And making things better, then just don't call yourself an American citizen. I know this is this is getting off topic, but that's the truth. You can't sit there and and, and call yourself you can't sit there and call yourself a citizen of this country if you don't want it to get better, because universal basic income is going to make things better because it's going to allow people to, um, that's going to allow people to participate in the economy. It's going to allow them to dig out of the hole that they have. Set or that they were placed in, it's going to allow them to have a better life. It's going to give them financial security. It's going to make them less stressed, less depressed, much happier, because now they know that hey, the government cares about me and is supporting me through a monthly check. So in the end, it's a it's a positive for everybody, and it can be paid for. We're we're already paying trillions of dollars on wasteful wars in the world if we can spend trillions like i'm not saying we need to spend it we need to pay for it through the government's money i'm just saying that the government itself is paying trillions in wasteful wars and international matters that it could spend on programs and policies here in the country but besides that we can actually pay for this program this this basic income universal basic income without the government money we can pay for it through uh, i said earlier a 10% vat tax yes the vat tax is regressive on its own and that's the one criticism we have from people is that the vat tax is regressive on its own but if you pair it with a ubi you only lose about 10% of your basic income to to vat tax in turn, you still have that 90% of your basic income that is still intact and is still spendable. So in the end, you have your basic income. Only 10% is taken away due to the VAT. That leaves another nine that leaves the 90% of it left for you to spend and use however you like. That to me is progressive. It takes care of the regressive nature of the VAT tax. It just adds on extra money, UBI. It adds on UBI, takes only 10% off of that. And then the rest of it, you're you're in good shape. People say, well, they'll just raise the prices. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's a typical response. That I understand that response. I get that. They, they could raise the prices, but why would they? If, the, if they raise the prices, people are not going to spend money. The reason why no no one's really spending money now on products and that sort of stuff is because they don't have the money. So if you give people more money with universal basic income, they're going to want to lower the prices of their products so more people buy them. Because now that people have cash in their hands and are able to spend it, they're going to want to take every chance they get to lower their prices of their products so more and more people can buy it. 
and then in turn gives them more money. That's kind of like, it's kind of like if you think about it, like um, Southwest Airlines, in, uh, you get free bags. You don't have to pay for your bags to go on the plane. And that's because Southwest Airlines makes their money in bulk from seats. So they make their money off of off of uh, seats more than they do more than they more more than enough than without more than enough they make more than enough money through seating than they would with bags. Like they can make a ton more money with bags, but they don't need to because they already make a ton of money through bulk in ter- in terms of seating. So if you apply that uh, analogy to shopping, they could make more money by lowering the prices and selling in bulk to more people than they would if they would raise the prices and people couldn't afford to pay for it. So in the end, universal basic income definitely is a good option because it will give people more cash flow. And in turn, people can spend more because right now no one's going to pay like what are like, let's say a TV is like 300 bucks. No one can, no one's going to pay 300 bucks for a TV with money they don't have. They only have enough money to buy food and shelter. They don't have enough to spend on extra um, luxuries. But if you have, if they have a 2000 a month universal basic income, they can afford to pay for those products because they have extra cash coming in that they know they're guaranteed to have. So in the end, it's good for businesses to support universal basic income because it means they'll get more money on their products if they keep the prices the same. And in turn, more people will grow the economy. More people with cash in their hands will grow the economy. So it's also good for the government to support this idea because then the government's going to have a a growing economy that is going to be unstoppable and things will look great. I mean, it would make it doesn't make sense why someone like Joe Biden wouldn't support a universal basic income. Because if a president of the United States is sitting there with a universal basic income and the economy and the economy starts growing because of the universal basic income, they would I don't know why they wouldn't support it. Because if you're if you're a president and your the economy's growing, that's good for you. That looks good on your record and it looks good on, on paper for you. So it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't support a universal basic income that would grow the economy. It would make you look good. And if it, if it were me, I would do it. I obviously wouldn't do it for the recognition or the um, or the um, prestige of it, but I would just do it for the, the benefit of everybody else. But in any case, if you do it... Um, if you do it, if you if you if you even do it for that reason, it doesn't matter because it's still always going to help. Yes, it might it might it might be a little bit bad that you're doing it for your own image purpose for purpose for the purpose of bettering your own image, but in the end, it still helps. So it, either way, I don't know why Joe Biden doesn't support a universal basic income because it would make him look good and make the economy look good, and in turn, people would be more favorable towards a second Biden term. But I can't speak for him. I can't change his mind. I'm not. I'm not in, in the same room as him. I'm not in the same family as him. I don't have that influence over him. So it's up to him to decide if he wants to support universal basic income or not. I can't ch- decide for him. But 
it would be very much appreciated if he at least considered universal basic income and decided that it was it's a good thing for him and his administration to do at the, at the very least it could make him look better it could give him a, an image boost and make him much more appealing for a second a second run for a second term but right now nobody wants nobody wants to vote for Biden no one really likes Biden because he doesn't support policies that the people would need so i don't want to get on topic but Basically, what I'm trying to say is if Joe Biden supported UBI, it would make him look good. It would make the economy look good and it would be good for the people. So it's a win-win for everybody. That's what UBI is, a win-win for every single person. You have the people of America doing good because of UBI. You have the president doing good because it makes him look better. And you have the economy doing good because UBI gives money into people's hands and allows them to participate. So in the end, it's it's a win-win. It's a win-win for all sides. And it's, I, I just don't see why they don't support it or why the government doesn't see it as an option. They should, because it's definitely worth looking into because it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a po- it's a net positive for every single side of the, of the square, all sides of the square. It's a net positive. So I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't support it, but that's up to them to the support and up to them to decide. I just don't know why they wouldn't. Because UBI is, is going to be very helpful in the long run. If you're not following me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, my username is Revolution Today. Some accounts are uh, Revolution Today with the O and Today being a zero. Some aren't. But you should be able to find me if you search up Revolution Today on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'll leave the links in the description if you want to go follow me through that. And also, if you're not supporting me on Patreon, please consider. It'll help me keep uh, running the podcast, keep running my um, Facebook page, my TikTok, and my Instagram, and my Twitter. So thanks again for watching. Thanks again for supporting. I really appreciate it. Just really sum this up. I mean, we're not going to finish off here um, quite yet. I want to go until uh, a certain point. But to really finish it up here and, and really talk about UBI in the modern world. Um, you know, in the recent years, I think I think since uh, the 90s, there's been uh, a movement for basic income. Specifically, I think um, one of the organizations, I forget which one, they, were, they started in the 90s and are still going today but um ever since the 90s like going forward there's been different trials across the world um i know in uh, africa one of the countries in africa i think it was kenya i think kenya maybe they did a basic income trial they gave 20 bucks to people every month or every week or something that and it actually it actually showed in the evidence 
that they spend it on necessities and stuff that they needed rather than luxuries and and um uh, vices because the big concern really with universal basic income nowadays is that it'll be spent on drugs um alcohol just overall bad things but in this in this testing in this program this pilot in Kenya that they this trial turns out they're spending it on a lot of them are spending it on food um milk um necessities like clothing uh, some were sending their kids to school with this money and 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 doing that sort of thing and it actually was beneficial and it actually showed that there's potential for UBI to benefit society and they've done one in um they done one in the Nordic the Nordic countries. I think one was in Finland. They did it, where they did a, a test. They did a, a basic income trial for some number of people, and they tested to see what would happen if they got a certain amount of cash per month. I forget the, uh, the I forget the number that they um, decided on, but it was a it was a very relatively big number, like in the five hundred dollar range, maybe. Um, but they did that every month. They did that. They gave it. It was like a three, four year trial. They did five hundred a month to a certain number of people, and they found out that those who got the money for five hundred a month gained more employment than those who didn't get one, and those, in fact, also who got the basic income a month were much happier than those who had not received the five hundred a month. Not saying five hundred a month is the perfect number, because in my opinion, two thousand a month is the perfect number for basic income, because it is on par with um, minimum wage uh, adjusted to inflation. So, two thousand is definitely the number to go to. Um, but in this testing, they found out people are much happier, and this is the thing. You know, a lot of people these days. You see a lot of people who are suicidal, uh, depressed, just really down on themselves. And and this is part of the reason is they don't have any income. They don't have any income. They don't have any financial prospects. They they don't have much to go for. So their, their whole idea is, you know what, I'm just better off not being alive because I don't have the money. I don't have income to survive. So I'd just be better off dead. Which is never the option. It's never the never the right way to go. Don't ever do that. But with this UBI, it shows that people become more happier, less depressed. They feel like they can finally live and breathe without having a boot over their neck. And so the, really this actually shows, and this is why I theorize that basic income will make people less depressed, and less suicidal, it'll cut that drastically because people won't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from, where their next paycheck is going to come from because they know every month they're getting $2,000 a month. So it is definitely something that's beneficial towards your average human. But they've tried many trials across the country, across the country, across the world. They've done what started in Stockton with, um, with um, I think his name's Tubbs, Mayor Tubbs. He did a $500 a month guaranteed income trial for his citizens. And it turns out they were able to 
get employment, find better jobs, um, actually get out in the world, be happy. Just overall, they were just happier people and they actually were able to survive and thrive in this system. But it shows now that there is a guaranteed income or mayors for a guaranteed income program being uh, undertaken right now. It's definitely, um, there's definitely um, an interest in that because it now shows from those trials that basic income does work and it actually helps people immensely. So now that there's tons of mayors over at least 50 or so mayors or more have supported this guaranteed income program that now they're testing out guaranteed income in their cities and showing what the, the power of UBI does. Well, it's not UBI. It's the power of basic income does for people who need it. And it's going to really help shape the, 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 um, the conversation on basic income and universal basic income within this country and within the government because it's going to prove that sending money to everybody a month does have positive effects and does benefit everybody. And it, it, it does help. It does help. It will help. Once everybody gets a piece of that uh, universal basic income, it'll help them a lot. It'll definitely help me. But for the most part, it also would help. It would really help a lot of people, especially the creative people. Uh, I know people who make content who are artists, who are musicians, who want to do what they want to do, but they don't have the money to do it. And universal basic income being what it is would allow more people to be creative, more people to do the stuff that they want to do. It would also make society more innovative. Um, more research could be done on certain things. We People would be able to pursue what they want and do what they want without fear of starving in the streets, really. So UBI in this modern world is something that, that would be very beneficial and very highly important to the people of this world. I think that it's the first step in really changing society for the better. Um, UBI in itself would benefit everybody. It would be a really positive a positive part of society. And in the end, UBI would uh, fix a lot of, of, the, of the, the main societal issues we face, like poverty, depression and suicide, hunger, and that sort of thing. Those are just the main things that it would cover. And it would help curb those effects in society and would help eliminate those problems and again we can't forget to thank andrew yang scott santins martin luther king and those who came before us who really fought for this idea because without them we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be sitting here thinking about this or talking about this or even fighting for it i wouldn't have even known about it if it wasn't for andrew yang a lot of you wouldn't known about it without andrew yang or Scott Santons or whoever, we wouldn't be in this conversation. We wouldn't be having this conversation in, in the world right now, or especially in the country. So big thanks to them for pushing UBI in the modern 21st century and really pushing for basic income across the country. 
Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of the Revolution Today podcast. Tune in next week as I dive deeper into universal basic income and as I share my thoughts and my knowledge on the subject. As always, if you haven't, make sure to go in the description, check out my other social medias, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're not already supporting me on Patreon, please make sure to check that out. There are many great benefits and it would be greatly appreciated if you could support me in helping further this movement. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Revolution Today podcast. Join me next week as we dive deeper into the topic of universal basic income. That'll do it for this episode. Again, check out the description. All my links are down there, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.